When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. Those of you paying attention will notice it's not the voice of Boyd Hilton as he once again is off doing something far more showbiz than doing Footballistically Arsenal. Nevertheless, delighted to be joined by three excellent guests. Gareth Parker, the bear, the other bear, is to my right wearing shorts, which means we can see much more of your tattoos than we usually can. Again, works great on podcast, the, yeah. the discussion. Do you have a favourite podcast, a uh, favourite uh, uh, tattoo. tattoo. Yes, I do. I have many. Um, I have. It's, it's a matching pair. I have Biggie Smalls on my left leg, and which you can see just there, and then Bonnie Tyler on the other leg by the same artist. Because I think well, there's no need to explain it, is it? Let's just leave that. <laughs> How there. many in total do you have tattoos? Oh, I don't know. Uh, do you think there's an Arsenal fan more tattooed than you? Yes. Yeah, and there's probably someone that has lots more cannons and and, and whatnot. Um, do you have any Arsenal tattoos? Uh, no. We did, well, you and I at the start of last season, I think, yes. had, had, a, had a bet that if he what scored... What did he a certain, have to score? He, he did actually, I think he had to score something like 15 league goals, which I was adamant he was going to, and said that if he, if he did, I would, I would tattoo his face. And, and then I was just trying to find an excuse. I was, I was happy to bring the, the, the number lower. If we specify half of those had been for Chelsea, would that have been a problem? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, to be... Even even when he came on last night, there is a little bit of well, more than a little bit. Let's let's be honest, a lot of me. Hang still, on, there's a lot of you wanting Olivia Giroud to score for Chelsea. No, when no, 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 just no, just just the fact that oh, I, I I'm no longer flaccid. Um, right, fantastic. <laughs> well, look, we we have two other guests with us. We have the comedian Joe Boar is here. Joe, you've been away on yeah. tour. You've been you've been going around touring a little bit. Yeah, I, I just got the thought of uh, Olivia Giroud's tattooed face on me. I think it's actually Where quite would a good you put idea. if you had to put a tattoo of Olivia Drew's face well, anywhere on your body? Where would it go? My, my wife would love it anywhere. Uh, <laughs> just over your just face. Over, like, over my face. Yeah. yeah. It could be over your face. Yeah. <laughs> she would absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, I'll be, yeah, I've been touring. I've been, I've been supporting um, a guy who came second in Britain's Got Talent on tour, um, which, is, uh, which has been really nice. The nice, strap nice one on the poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's been fun. It's coming to an end and then. Yeah, about to do Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, sort of two shows. Oh, oh yeah, two shows. Yeah, Character I will be at the Edinburgh Festival the last last weekend of August, so I will look forward on. to seeing it. Yeah, I'll be I'll be tired and jaded <laughs> by then. <laughs> Can go each way, or trying to give your all for the last few yeah, audiences who will who will be there. Yeah. Um, also joined by Gillads Kester, how are you? Lovely to see you there. To see you nice, um, albeit I guess we better talk about the reality, we can only move on from the disaster of Easter Sunday, which was the defeat to Crystal Palace. And Gareth, we should say, uh, your, your daughter Grace is behind us, and it was the first defeat she'd ever seen. She is top parenting for me today. Do you want to do the podcast? Yes, I do have my daughter, but uh, the joys of an iPad and noise-cancelling headphones. Um, yeah, it yeah, was... She's uh, oblivious right she now. She is. Com- Horrible Histories is way more enjoyable, <laughs> and to be fair, way more enjoyable than what we 
got served up on Sunday, although she was strangely level-headed at the end, uh, more so than her father was. Um, but brilliantly, yesterday we were at Nebworth, and this is, it seems like a bit of a jump, but there was a man that came past who was still, still angrily ranting on his phone about effing Mustafi, and Grace just looked at me <laughs> and went... He's, he's so silly, isn't he? What, what, that man? She went, no, Mustafi. And I was like, yeah, you've nailed it, basically. She's seven games into her Arsenal supporting career and she, she knows where the weak links are. <laughs> yeah, well, it'd be fascinating to, to put her in charge of a team. So she was picking the lineup. Mustafi wouldn't be in um, ever, ever again. To be fair, kids are very malleable and Joe knows this yeah. uh, all too well. That, uh, actually, like, yeah, it, it's, um, she, she listens to her father. So, yeah, there would be certain players. Well, to be fair, when we were in the car on the way, chatting to my brother and her about it, and we saw, we heard the team, and I said, in no, yeah, in no uncertain terms, at least five of those players aren't good enough to play for Arsenal. Got a little question. I, yeah, oh, go sorry, on. go on. No, 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 I was going to say, and actually, I think everyone, everyone knows that. Everyone knew that before, and everyone knows that now. Um, and I don't know whether there wasn't a level of arrogance of, well, it's only Palace at home, but Palace had the sixth, or probably even better now, the sixth best away record in the league. And to, to play against a team like that with so many weak links, I don't know some of them were forced, but it was just, it seemed inevitable. And I think that's maybe why there was such a mature reaction from everyone, from my seven-year-old daughter to my very emotional brother. Actually, it was just like, yeah, kind of see that coming. Yeah, I want to talk about the team lineup here in a moment, but just while we're on Mustafi, I don't know if you know Joe, who do you think's had more interceptions and a higher tackle success percentage just, rate this just year? The Van Dyke versus Mustafi or Van Dyke? Mustafi. This is extraordinary. Mustafi, Mustafi has seemingly better stats in in twenty eight games against. But I, I, don't, I don't think there's a defender in the league that shirks his responsibility more than Mustafi in terms of that look of panic that goes across his face as soon as any striker runs at him and then he looks around instantly, looks at the keeper even. For that second goal, he, he actually had the audacity to look up at Leno and, and shout at him as if it was Leno's fault. I, I, yeah. I mean, I wanna, I'll talk, talk about the two goals in a second. It, just generally this season, because after the game, Emery, Joe said, he's been, been consistent, which, I mean, that is open for interpretation. Mm. But maybe in, in his defence... He has been moved all around, been part of a back four, a back five. He's played right back. He played okay at right back against Spurs away, away at Wembley. Mm. Is there anything to defend him or do you think now it's just the show's over? For Mustafi, yeah. you, you say. I mean, it's not just Mustafi. It's Jenkinson, it's El Nenny. We just don't seem to have that, that strength in, in, in depth. Uh, you kind of think El Nenny, you know, versus Ramsey. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous, you know, comparing some of those players to the players that normally play. And it seems probably that Emery somewhat agrees because on Sunday, so this was game 34 of the Premier League season, Jenkinson was making his second Premier League start, Mavropanos was making his second Premier League start, and then he was making his fourth Premier League start. Mm. At this stage in the season, it's very clear who he wants to be playing at most opportunities. To put three players like that. And actually, isn't it ironic, all three were the ones who came off substituted, you know, yeah. of the ones that have barely been involved this season. And it, was, it was complete madness, uh, the, the starting lineup. And as, uh, as Gareth said, I think most fans around there, when they saw those names, I mean, Jenkinson, the fact that he's still at the club is just a complete joke, let alone on the pitch. Well, and, and I think that it was incredibly unfair on Guendouzi in a game like this, where it's a must-win, really, to pair him with someone like Elneny. Guendouzi is a, you know, he's a, he's a really great prospect, but let's not forget, he's 20 years old. 
in a game like this against Palace, who were battling and, as you said, uh, had a great away record, you need to put alongside him someone with a bit of bite, someone with a bit of experience. And El Nenny is just not up to the job. Yeah. Uh, the, the, fatigue, the fatigue argument I'm not buying because you look at Liverpool starting 11 on the same day, and yes, they may have been slightly more fortunate with, with injuries, but they know they have to win games. This is, this is the kind of the slugfest that's going on between the top two. And, I mean, it's... it's from an outsider, I think everyone agrees it's really exciting to watch. In a way, it's somewhat nicer to be distracting ourselves from the kind of two drunks fighting outside a pub, which is what, what the, the scrap for top four is happening at the moment. But those top two, they're picking their best teams. And when they're not, even with... I mean, City got pilloried for playing Mares, uh against Spurs in, in, in the Champions League game because that allowed them to drop below a certain standard. Whereas our bar for the standard we're able to drop below is much lower, yet we still seem to be able to sort of limbo under it time after time. We, we've, we've been fortunate with a few home games this season. I think we've previous pods that I've been on where we've gone, well, we got the result, but let's be honest, the performance wasn't great. And, and I think that it is a senior pros, which I think why Mustafi, let's not forget that Mustafi, I think, is still the fifth or sixth most expensive defender in the history of world football. And when we signed him, he was our Van Dyke. It's funny you make that comparison because everyone was told, right, we needed to make a statement, a big centre-back, someone to come in, settle down what had been a jittery back four. And he came in... This we German... are talking about a serious German international for but, years. But, but this is what I mean. Yes, but then... Is it him? No, no, you, you started to read around. You started to... Again, you can say a German centre-back... I mean, to be fair, Chelsea bought another one who's possibly not quite the standard that some were expecting, but I'd rather, much rather we had bought Rudiger, who again is a defender. Masafi, I don't quite know what he is. There's that, when that screen grab went round when he was five, six metres behind everyone else, a defensive liner in the season when we were playing City, it's laughable. He, and, he's got a mistake in him every game, doesn't every game. he? I think he must be low on confidence as well. But I tell you what doesn't help. That that first goal that we conceded yesterday, we've looked a little bit vulnerable from set pieces at various points. And obviously two of the three um, Palace goals obviously came from set pieces. But in in terms of what he's done, he's got Benteke next. When Benteke is making the run away from him, ben, um, Mustafi can only see the defensive line in front of him. He can't see what's behind him in that his right back, Jenkinson, is behind him. And Jenkinson is about a yard and a half deeper. Exactly. And he's the one that plays uh, Ben Takeoff. So when Mustafi puts his arm in the air thinking, I've done the right thing, I've let him run off, expecting the... He he looks silly, but actually it was a horrendous bit of defending from Jenkinson. Oh, no, but Jenks is... Sorry, I'm now dominating. The the other two can moan about Jenkinson because he's a... What like do you think, Joe? I mean, I, 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 I love one at best. It's hard because I love yeah. him as well. I really good, want but, him But that's to... the thing is that when, when I think that I think that just says it all that yeah. you love him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, I told him we him don't play need nice guys. We, we need we need real footballers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Alan Alger is the, the most uh, vociferous, vociferous on the uh, Cole Jenkins Arsenal career, and I, I don't want to be like having a go at someone you feel is almost one of your own. And it is a cute photo of him in his bedroom. That that is probably a photo my parents could have found of me with posters of the Arsenal players of the nineteen nineties and two thousand. Um, on my bedroom wall but enough is surely enough like uh, you know he's effectively our fourth choice right back you know if you talk about Bellerin being out Maitland-Niles has played he's played Mustafi he's he's Mm. found so many reasons not to play Jenkins well there's a few of them on the pitch on Sunday that obviously will have to be cleared out this summer. But if no one's going to... I if mean, we can, if you're if we can get rid of those... Way, I, think, I, I don't blame him for staying. I mean, he's on a serious wage and he obviously he, doesn't care enough about playing. I also think with out. him, 
it might not even be he loves being at Arsenal I'm not sure a bit more money to, to even go somewhere else would necessarily appeal I reckon to we him. could all club together get everyone in the stadium to give him no there's players I'm paying off way before him because yeah. I think that I think he knows and actually you're right he is fourth choice and the fact we're playing a fourth choice right back but what galls me is actually our second choice right back or in Maitland-Niles who has, is not a right back lest us not forget that, that we are playing him out of position and so the more games he plays at right back the harder it will be to slot him into central midfield which is where he is a very cultured player and ultimately the, his Arsenal future lies yeah. and that's a problem for me is Go on, Josh. No, did you, I'm wondering if you on. saw Tony Cascarino's. I, I try and avoid Tony everything Tony Cascarino, Cascarino does. said, I saw the next <laughs> Gareth Bale um, on Thursday. He was wearing an Arsenal shirt. Ainsley made the Niles as a fullback because not really a fullback, just like when Bale joined Tottenham in 2007. He has fierce pace and gets in great positions to so score and great chances. I'm willing to put it here now, Josh. Because he's he will not be too. the next Gareth Bale. I'm, willi- I'm, I'm willing to... Listen, I like, Ash- uh, I like, I like Maitland Niles a lot, but... Uh, I think we, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves. Well, we, I can <laughs> or try Tony and find is, you anyway. Tony Cascarino's number. I, don't I was going to say, I don't... Gareth, you I, got I, it? Um, no, I don't <laughs> actually have it. Um, and that's it. I, I, he's a best... He's a, Maitland is a very good footballer. I think he is... He's learning... He's learning the right back game. He's doing all right. He's doing. He's doing very well at points. I think he was. He's been beasted a couple of times, but ultimately he, he's done well, and he's way more reassuring at right back than Jenkinson is. But he is a central midfielder, and we were crying out for central midfielder. So it, it, I don't know that the squad being stretched is one argument. And yes, we have had two or three season-ending injuries um, to players that would have been key squad players, and that does stretch the squad. But. The fact that we are now saying, well, El Neni, Mavropanos is another one who, apparently, I was told on Sunday when I was bemoaning how poor he was, so apparently has an acute problem with anxiety and, and genuinely struggles on match days. I'm thinking, professional footballer, with that, either we have to invest in some support for him, or again, it's a cutthroat thing where he's not going to make it. It's very top interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where, where's, is that, is that come from? That's come from someone close to the club. Wow. But I, I, it's fascinating. It is fascinating. But actually, Grace again, she won't hear us because the noise cancelling. My daughter said something very, very telling when I was saying about Mustafi being rubbish. She went, "What if he listens to the podcast? You're going to be on, Daddy." I was like, "It's unlikely he will." Goes, but if he does, won't he be sad that you're all being nasty about him? <laughs> and I said, "Yes," but and she, and, and she went. But footballers are just like you and me. I was like, wow, that's, that's yeah, it's, it's human. And that's the thing. These, these are human beings that are either for one, one reason or another, be it confidence, be it a lack of technical ability. I don't think it's coaching. And I think you mentioned that earlier. On. I think we do have good coaching now. And I think the players who are gifted are improving. And Bellerin had certainly, if not, shot forward again but he's certainly done more than keep troughing it, it started to plateau and started to look like more of the player we thought he was going to be before he got injured and I think that's we, we've got to trust I've always preached patience and I'm not changing now and I think I said in the podcast and might have been laughed at we're the sixth best squad in the Premier League if we finish anything above sixth we've done very well I think I think there's a chance we can but I do think we've got to be realistic and say that Emery's doing a good job can I, can, can I just sorry yeah, can yeah. I just jump in on that and I think I, I agree with you, Gareth. That I think, as in, we are where, where we should be. And I think that if if we would have been offered at the beginning of the season to be going into the last three games with top four in our hands, as well as a Europa League semi final, yeah. with having been left with what Wenger left us, where, wherever you stood on that, I think we all would have said straight away we would one hundred percent take that. And if Emery does get us into top four and we get to the Europa League final, 
who knows, maybe we'll play Chelsea. I think it's been, even if we just get into the top four and don't win it, I think it's been a brilliant season and it's a great, great platform to build on. So I think whilst we're all very down about Sunday and I think we're all very down after the, the Watford performance, not the result, but the performance, I think that it's still in our hands. We can still do it, get the players back in that we need to and it, it would be, it would be a, a good season. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of positives. If you look at Torreira... Leno, like the player, especially the players that have come in, and we've we've been crying out to have a, a solid strike force, two great strikers playing together. We haven't had that for years, since you know Henri and Burkamp days. So we fi- I think we finally got that, and they're playing together, Lacazette and Aubameyang. So I think you know, looking at our even looking at our midfield, it's just sort of tightening up the back, and 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 that's yeah. you know, that, Aubameyang got his nineteenth of the season, Lacazette again, yeah. who. Who I think most Arsenal fans really like. I thought he was. I thought. I thought he played. I thought he played well in terms of his movement off the ball. Um, his assist for for Urza was was, was, was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, was, got, I mean, that's it. But yeah. we, we shouldn't bump him. We've got a lot of good talent. I think Aubameyang's actually talking fatigue. I think he's the one who looks the most fatigued of all of our players. He's, his performances haven't been up there, but yet he still will put in a shift so I'm kind of all the cliches today but he and, and the, the Watford goal was a good example of that he, he's trying it's not like it's, so he's, he's trying to force force something happening whereas the problem comes at the other end of the pitch where defenders they aren't they're not on the metal and I think that's that's the big thing our forward players are de- there was no lack of effort on Sunday we, we, was, we need, we need centre backs don't yeah, we that's I, like as in yeah I think it's clear to everyone where the enforcement and, and there's obviously a reality that getting into the top four will mean a bigger transfer budget presumably with more to reinforce and we have to see you know if we ultimately fall outside the top four and don't win the Europa League there's you know less cash to, to sort out the squad I had a question for you Joe we, we put out a tweet on, on Sunday night after the game um, which said after this defeat do you expect us to fi- how do you expect us to finish the season top four no Europa League win top four and win the Europa League not be in the top four not win the Europa League not be in the top four, but win the Europa League. Which of those four categories do you, do you foresee now? I could. I mean, I could see us getting top four uh, if we'd have won uh, against uh, Crystal Palace. I, I would have. I would have thought it would have been certain. Um, I think Chelsea, well, Chelsea is still in the, in the Europa, so the, I think they're the our biggest um, team that we'll, would be up against. Uh, I'd like to think we'd get one of those. We'd either get top four or Europe or Europa League. I think. What do you think, Gills? I think that if uh, if we beat Wolves, I think if we beat Wolves this week, then top four is is ours. Um, and I actually am quite optimistic about the Europa League. I think I think we're going to get to the final, and uh, I think if Chelsea get there with everything that's going on with Surrey, I think we'll win it. So I'm I'm actually going to say I think we'll do both. Oh. Like, wow! You always, my answer, like, not that you've not you've asked me for it, just for a is I always forget, and I don't know whether it's it's because I'm getting old or whatever. But at this stage of the season, there are always a lot of funny results. Teams do, and I, I there is a if you drop off by two or three percent at the very top level, which certain teams, certain clubs have started to, and you always forget the whole flip flop thing, and it happens, and you see teams' performances drop just that little level below where they've been all season. And then they start rolling for teams they shouldn't be. Or you've seen teams playing with more freedom because actually, hey, it doesn't matter anymore. Fulham are a great example of it. Fulham are a terrible football club, but they've won the last two games. Mm. And, and it's because their players are, there's no expect, expectation on them now. And, mm. and those little changes. So the, if you'd said that Wolves were still challenging for anything and we're still having to prove their worth, I would have been a lot more nervous. I'm still nervous because we have been poor away from home 
all season with one or two exceptions. But but there I, is thought, the, I thought Wolves were, were brilliant when they came to us. Actually. And the, the, I mean, the, their record against the top six yeah. teams is phenomenal. Wolves and Leicester away. That's, that's, that's yeah, those are good. And look at Burnley yeah. yesterday. Burnley aren't playing for anything really. I mean, they're, yeah. they're theoretically safe. I know they're not mathematically safe, but they put in a performance of like blood and thunder at Chelsea to try and get a point there. And all of all of our games are definitely, with the exception of Brighton, theoretically. But then let's they're, they're playing for survival as well. So well, it, it could well be that you know Brighton comes to us penultimate game of the season could well not be safe. Um, and you talk about you know not so much to play for. Leicester and Wolves are in this sort of weird fight for seventh, which you know is a, is great for Sky. We've got the title race. We have four teams going for the top four. There's then four teams going for the you know seventh spot, and then you've. Really, I think Southampton, you know, will will, will be yeah. okay. You basically got, you know, one of two in in Brighton and Cardiff going down. But um, I, I mean, we'll come to the Wolves game in the in the second half of the podcast. But it was interesting that just on that podcast um, tweet that we put out, the, the highest you know ranking of all, all four options was you know no on both, not coming in the that's top four. We're miserable. That's, that's I mean, it's also very very Arsenal soon fan. after yeah. the Palace. Yeah, it yeah. was maybe too soon. And, may, too and also soon. to be fair, before Chelsea only got a point. Last night home to Burnley, so maybe yeah. that sort of changes. And I, know, I know, I know, we're going to get onto this, but like it's as you as you just said, Gary. It was straight after that game. I mean, on Thursday night, we were all jubilant about going to going to Naples and you know getting a great result. Uh, so I mean, it's I think Arsenal fans flip flop in terms of where where they stand on top four in Europa League. I think you're right. Well, look, we're going to take a break in a, in a minute, but just get, Gareth, a word on last Thursday. There were a lot of Arsenal fans getting quite nervous. I mentioned on the podcast last week about putting this small bet on Napoli to qualify to offload the cost of the flights we'd already booked to Valencia, which, you know, once Lacazette scored, I was regretting my, you know, lack of conviction of just booking the flights and feeling yeah. sort of so smug enough with fly, that. Fly Madrid and get a train, mate. It's a lot cheaper. That's what yes, we're doing. Uh, there's all these, like, hip, <laughs> hipsters. Is that what you're, have you yeah, already, already done, done this? That, yeah. You're going to Madrid. You yeah. can have a night in Madrid? A couple of days. It's a nice couple city. of days. Beautiful city. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us have got to go back. Yeah. You've probably got work, you've got work stuff you can do over there uh, in Madrid. No comment. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, no, no further questions. Um, well, yeah, I, the, I'm the, looking forward. It, it was exciting. A lot of people were nervous going into that game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, interestingly, maybe it is just the, Not just the modern football fan. The, the, yeah, the, the very stabby Naples. The, um, Napoli should have been a harder test. And that's not like understanding how well we did to go through as well as, as convincing as we did, but I was quite surprised at how powder puff they were. And and Dries Mertens after the game said something which I kind of agree with, which is like there wasn't much between it. It was just a matter of a couple of moments of quality. I don't rate Arsenal that much. I was like, neither do I, Dries. But actually, we've got those one or two players now that can make those those things happen. And hey, you were meant to be one of theirs and, and, and tough titties, but but actually. There was no real threat. Second leg was such a strange game that I actually got slightly distracted during it whilst watching it because I was so comfortable. I wasn't on pins, which I normally would be a game like that. I was like, yeah, we got this. There was, there's never one part of me that thought we didn't have it. You're right. It was, it was incredibly comfortable. Those quotes that you just referred to there from Merton said that the first 10 or 15 minutes, we had a few chances to score. That would have changed everything. We conceded a goal and our heads dropped. We said in the locker room that we still believed because Arsenal aren't that good. There isn't a real gap between us. We got it very wrong at the Emirates and that ruined everything. We weren't well set out. Arsenal took advantage and we tried everything to make up for it, but they defended well. I don't know what we are lacking. We have to realise we are normal players. We're doing well and the fans mustn't criticise us. We are second. We untailed of the Champions League by one goal. Let's get our feet on the ground and look forward. And that is something to remember. You know, This was a team that had beaten Liverpool 
at home in the Champions League earlier in the season, could, the second best team in Italy, and could, made could, it look could have been good. very different had Milik scored that header early on, which was yeah. te- terrible miss. But I, I, I'm with you there. I, I think was so comfortable in the away leg, and I, I thought I thought we managed it very professionally. The clean sheet at home was huge, and that again yeah. there was a couple of horrendous misses, and I think lots of Arsenal fans said. We could have won by more. And I'm like, but we could have conceded. There's two guilt-edge chances. Just sad, sad, sad to see to see Rambo go down like that. Yeah. As in... Yeah, it's not... It's just, they haven't really put out much information about it, about whether he, he is going to be, be out for the season. Well, there's sort of, I've seen everything suggested from three weeks to you know, significantly more. And the, well, know, season ending injuries don't have to be that long at this point of the season, do no. they? No. I guess there's got and to be and, and, and also you have to think that he's probably already thinking about his move to Juventus and does he really want to rush back with a hamstring injury, which then... I think if his final game up. is... Uh, the Europa final. Euro- the European final. <laughs> yeah, he's not coming <laughs> back before No, that, I'm, I'm sure. not you, Joe, but I mean, he this is going to... That would be Arsenal's first European final since the, the defeat to, uh, in, in Paris to, to Barcelona, the chance to win a first European trophy in 25 years. It's something to be put your name in Arsenal. He's, he's, it he's must been, appeal. I mean, it's been not good all the last money. month and a half, as in like. Oh, he's been terrific. He's been Joe, have you yeah. have you done an Arsenal European away trip? Have you ever ever been to one of the European away games? Uh, I've, I've never have. No. You're just saving it for Baku, who going all in for the final <laughs> trip to Azerbaijan. We haven't had a lot of big ones. I mean, we've actually no, we have had a few, in, but not for a while. I feel, I feel like we haven't had one for a while, but now. Well, Gareth, do you need yeah. someone else on your work trip to Madrid? Um, well, uh, yes, no, that's not on expenses. Um, I work for a charity, man. Don't land me in it. No, no. Um, no the, um, this, is, this is purely pleasure, if you want to Great. call it that. But I think, interestingly, I only realised, and this is how remiss I was, um, we've got a big family holiday coming up uh, in May. And when I double-check the dates of it, I'll be in Sicily uh, in the Europa League final week. So I shall, uh, apparently, even my brother's just said, because it's my parents' 70th, we're all going across it. Really looking forward to it. Uh, but I was like, I was genuinely Googling flights from Sicily to Baku. Because that, that. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that's a really popular route, um, that one. Is, you have a choice I mean, of airlines. Yeah. Uh, so so I, think, I think, well, selfishly... Um, I don't mind, obviously, if I'm not there, but I think that it would be it would be great if we if we did end the season high. And I think that actually Ramsey coming back, we love a narrative, don't we? Modern football, and that's that's a great one. That's a great narrative. <laughs> Ramsey's farewell. Yeah. yeah, love that. All right, well, look, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in a moment. Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back from the break. I don't know if any of you have, have noticed this at any of the home games you, you've been to recently. Have you heard about the Block 26 gooners who are, who are doing, trying to improve the atmosphere at the Emirates? Have you heard anything about this? No. Well, they are gathering in the concourse and uh, I'd heard about it and seen something on social media. And then I had to go and meet some friends who were in Block 24 before the game on Sunday. So I had to walk past Block 26. And, and there were, um, I think they are effectively uh, people in the sort of late teens, early 20s. I think they're sort of a group that sat in the effectively the family enclosure for years a group of young ass fans trying to improve the atmosphere it was very noisy so was very, this, on that, on that like, corner on the bend of uh, and how, how, how are the songs yeah well the songs I, I they, think they need some work woke. are they a bit too woke sorry. <laughs> there's one song which is like um, it's about Gwen Doozy it's like 
His first name is Matteo and Matteo. His second name is Guendouzi. Guendouzi. And that is why we love him. We Very love original. Him. Oh, no. <laughs> no. And like, I, I, it's a bit like, it's a bit like I, when they brought like like the Flamini but think, one, but with, who was it? Because like, Flamini, it worked because it sounds like the Sweeney. And then oh, they yeah. tried it again with someone else. It's oh, like, no, you can't. But then they repurposed it with another playing. And you, like, I mean, there are certain things where, yeah, you, you chop and change. But I love it when there's original. Like, I love the Danny Welbeck one to the, that 90s dance track. I like the current Alex Awobi. The, the Petit like one was great. I like yeah. when it's a bit filthy. Our Arsenal song's getting... And I, I don't mean... I'm, I'm definitely not criticising because actually... It's it's not that noisy in in the Emirates before well, the game, and it was lively. And there were people with their phones out. Twenty six is on the bend, effectively. Um, to the you know, right. if you think about the because I'm in block six and block five, so that's red action. Which look, the reason we it's, sat it's there in the, the first place was it's meant to be atmosphere. It's the corner up for you because you go five down to one, then it goes to thirty two, and okay, it's so sort it's of twenty. There. It's the other so corner a, to you next, along the next side. The family enclosed. I think if we're being honest, though, one of the main reasons why the atmosphere is pretty crap is because. A lot of the real fans have been priced out of going to the Emirates, and it's a lot of. Yeah, that, 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 it is. That, that's what it is. That. That's, it's also. It's also. Sorry, this bemoaning modern football thing, but it's there is there is a level of expectation. Mm. There was booze at half time on Sunday, for God's sake, and it was it was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. And actually, I was going to take events, and then me and a couple of mates just started laughing again. It's just that knee jerk reaction. That's a modern yeah. football fan, and actually yeah. that. That's why I like. I do like going away. And European games, there is a lot of singing. I don't like necessarily. There's a little bit of a like. I actually had a massive altercation with someone like because anti-Semitism on Sunday because there was people that weren't normally in front of me and they were getting a little bit agitated by Andros's Townsend's audacity to warm up in front of us. And like, I mean, the fact that I know Gosh. his dad has nothing to do with it. That I was going, don't don't say that to Andros. He's done nothing to you. But actually. He, again, the, the abuse he was getting, and I, had to, I took exception to it, and it seems that you've either got that awful, awful, like, brutal type of song or anti-Spurs or anti-that. I like, I like supporting my club. I like singing songs for my players. Yeah. And sure. the more those songs are around, the better. And I, yeah, the, the yeah. daft they are, the, I love a 90s dance track repurposed. Let's do more of that. Let's do that. I like to move it, move it, Alex Awobi. It's stupid, and it goes on and on, but it is fun. And therefore, the players... Feel the positivity that they don't feel the. I agree. Stupid. No, I agree with you. And look, I'm really not knocking. You. I think the, these young guys, and I think a few of them would sat just to my right at Watford away because they, you know, they were singing. They've got, they, they've repurposed the Ale 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 Liverpool song, All right? With lyrics that are questionable, not as good as the <laughs> Liverpool song. And I don't know if we have to Is nick it? all their songs, but I applauded their intention. Um, and they were really trying to prove the atmosphere but it, I don't know if I'm like also harping back to the first those away games I went to in the early 2000s and when we were invariably a better team the songs were better and each yeah. player had a song yeah. now I feel I, does Monreal even have a song this guy's been at our club for like <laughs> six years when's he going to get a song it took Koscielny a long time to get one um, and now I do quite like it because it's camp there ain't nobody camp, like Koscielny yeah, we did. Well, use, we did, used, we did to used to have. We did used to have brilliant songs. As in, yeah, that those have gone. Where have they gone? Where have the but people that started? Who's these songs? Well, this is joking about the red action thing, and that's why. So, for people, I think I've spoken about this in the pod before. But when we moved into the new stadium, I take my table brother. He's blind. He could have chosen America because we used to have a block in the North Bank where every blind person sat together, which was one of the most surreal uh, match watching experiences when I used to go and sit with him. But he would give him free reign, sit wherever you want. And he'd heard about Red Action taking over that block. And he asked, and, and our, our, our parents were like, why are you, like, because we get a good deal because of I'm his carer. And it's like, well, we can sit wherever we want and it would still be affordable, which is the big thing. And 
why are you going for the cheapest seats? And my brother was like, I want to be where there's some atmosphere. Yeah. And there was for a while, but even that started to seep away. And do we have to be as contrived? I hate it when we get plastic flags and stuff like that because it's, it's false... Yeah, it's, it's false fandom, it's, it's false atmosphere. But how do you get that back in unless it's a big game? So derby games, big games are normally rocking. Um, I like it. Weirdly, when we're losing, there's a better atmosphere because people are trying to, as in yeah. people are more vociferous. The atmosphere has been okay, I think, and, and probably better in the you know under Emery than it certainly was in the last sort of year. There's a lack year, of toxicity. Years. Yeah, there's, there's a lack of... You know, albeit that little bit of booing that you just referenced there. Uh, Joe, how do we get better songs? What's, it, what's the answer? I think, <clears throat> I think when it comes to atmosphere, I think we're a victim of our own success. Like yeah. I, I, I went to a Barcelona game uh, a couple of years ago, and it's, it's worse there. The expectation yeah. there is ridiculous. I think they won 5-0 and just went, yeah, of course, of course we won 5-0, because um, they're, they're used to it. And so I think there's a bit of, a bit of that. I don't, when it comes to like starting songs, there's nothing worse than when you hear a posh bloke start a song. Joe, what about you and Gareth becoming the lead songwriter? I think I, I'm, up for, I'm up for that. Josh and me as the backing singers. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I know what Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe was about to say that 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 lone that lone voice trying to start something and it just because oh, uh, yeah. I've tried that. Yeah, I've been that guy. I always find it's it's quite good in the concourse. The atmosphere usually away games. Away games, yeah. and, and away we're better. That's away, away, every away club. the atmosphere. Every club, is every boring. club we're better at home. I don't know what. I, I, yeah, so I mean, I applaud these, these these youngsters who you know, and I now feel that how do I get old? when I'm referring to well, yeah. other people who go to Arsenal, <laughs> youngsters, but. I applaud, applaud for what we're trying to do yeah, and, and hopefully worse, you know we just need some, <laughs> some good anthems that's what I, we need it's part of, and do you know what there are tricks you can make and I know this is sort of, I shouldn't have this the audacity to say this on this pod but um, the way Spurs designed their stadium was partly to be higher banked for the atmosphere mm. we did an identikit um, modern stadium where the atmosphere dissipates very quickly so and they they deliberately the club sat the red action group that wanted to create an atmosphere the opposite corner to the away fans because they were worried that it would get too leery if they were near them and autumn, so in between any sort of ding dong there used to be and you used to remember like back in those Highbury where partly tight tight stadium packed yeah. around the pitch the, the proximity to each other was, was much more of a factor so if there was mm to and fro with the away fans you would feel it the atmosphere would then get ramped up and up and up it doesn't happen because modern football stadiums are almost without exception and Spurs being the exception not designed for atmosphere they're designed for most amount of seats most amount of hot dogs sold or whatever it is it's not about the atmosphere Highbury, Upton Park those were the stadium you know where like, as you said the tight yeah. stadium Goodison yeah. I love yeah, Goodison's yeah. one of my favourite away quality. games because it, 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 it you have a pillar about yeah, because, I mean apart from that you can't see the game yeah <laughs> I think when it comes to songs as well there needs to be rhyming again like the the Emmanuel is blonde, he's quick his name's a porno flick it's yeah. Easy. so simple yeah, yeah, yeah. can remember the words yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what, what it meant I, I didn't no, know thank god yeah. Well, there you go. Well, well, yeah. Good. Anyway, good. Good on these lads. And uh, if if you do want to go and join in, they, they they seem to be there every home game around around Block Twenty Six. Let's move on. Let's look ahead because as we we all referred earlier, I guess it's become two even bigger games in the in the next time before we do a podcast. We've got Wolves away uh, tomorrow night, which I thought about going to, and at the last minute I've decided I'm not going to go. I thought I've picked to go to Leicester, and so I'm going to go to Leicester on Sunday. Um, Wolves tomorrow. T- tomorrow night, as we record here on you know late Tuesday afternoon, it it is a game that I now think I would take a point and hope we beat Leicester. That that's where I go. I think we need four points from these two games. But 
Emery's put himself under huge pressure because he clearly picked a lineup for Wolves <laughs> by picking the lineup he did for Crystal Palace. And yeah, I no, just don't know. I don't I, have any confidence from what we did at Watford or what we've done at most other clubs away from home this year. The teams that have got results against... Sorry, I'll, yeah, sorry. I'll, I think with, with the Wolves game in particular, teams that have gone there and sat and dug in have got results. We aren't going to do that. Leicester, same thing. Leicester got beaten by Newcastle at home the other day. And, and, and that Newcastle aren't a great side. But what they did is they put people behind the ball and played route one counter-attack and Rondon held the ball up. We should either learn from that or, or, or adapt our game based on similar principles. We're not going to go long ball. What we can do is go back to front quicker. What we can do is try and be a bit cleverer. Whether we will or not, I don't know. That's the thing. It'll, it'll, it'll take a change in tactics to do that. We can't do the classic Wenger thing of which go there and play our way. Because if we go over there and play open attacking football, we will likely concede. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing I like about uh, Unai is he's not afraid to uh, you know, make changes. He doesn't do the 70-minute substitution that Wenger did. He, uh, and he does look at the team that he's playing. So I, I, I'm a little bit more confident. Yeah, I mean, after that, that Watford game, I think, that was, I think that's the worst we've ever played whilst winning a game. And I'm, I'm worried about a few things post-Palace, such as, I mean, they've got, that, they've got a centre-back that is absolutely huge. And from set-pieces, I think it's Bolly, his name is. Yeah. From set-pieces, we really have to be on it. And if Mustafi's playing at the back, hopefully Jenkinson will be nowhere near her. Wolves, yeah, but I think, I think it, I just say, I forgot about Listein in, in our list of uh, right. I tried, oh, no, 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 yeah, I was going to try forget the game. So, yeah. so, going, so going back to that, I think I actually I think we're going to win. I'm worried about oh. the game, but I think we're going to win. I think that we will we'll pull it out. You know, we, it may not be pretty, as you said. We can't play that pretty football, but. I fancy Lacazette yeah. to a score a little a bit of pragmatism would be nice weirdly yeah as much yeah. as I, I, I like to see us score these wonderful sort of rapier like goals I think actually as in rapier like a sword not rapier anyway um, <laughs> uh, we we need to play with that pragmatism we need to go on a solid base we need Torreira to start we need to protect yeah. whoever shit show is at the back for us and then hopefully one of our attacking talent because they are talented will be able to create something Torreira is so good. Yeah. He's had such a good season. He's made such a difference. And, and you, could see, you could see the difference when, when El Neni's playing, as in next to Guendouzi's had a great season. But as we said, you know, he's young. He's, you need someone like Torreira there yeah. because he does so much stuff similar to like what Gilberto used to do that you didn't even notice, mopping it all up. And that, that's what you need. It was, it was interesting. A Wolves obviously had a, what appears on paper a disappointing 0-0 draw against Brighton but they absolutely dominated them I just pulled up the stats mm. here 23 shots compared to Brighton's 5 and 5 shots on target compared to the Brighton's nil. obviously Brighton, Brighton three in the situation in, 3 touches in, their, in, the, in the opponent's, in the opponent's box, box yeah, yeah they're digging in and need a point oh but this is a Wolves side who I also think they've got a point to prove you know the, the semi-final was obviously incredibly dramatic and Arsenal's best friend Troy Deeney getting in that game and just the, the way the narrative of their season has sort of gone from being yes a narrative of going from being what should have been a place in the FA Cup final and seventh in the Premier League is in danger of really falling away into being you know FA Cup semi finalists you won't remember and coming tenth. But they've, and they they've, they've, had, they've had a, they've had a great first season and I really think that. Their game when they came to the Emirates, I think we, we drew one all. Yeah, they should have won. Um, and they, they yeah, hit they the bar won. in the last minute. But they were absolutely brilliant. They're and a I, good side. I, yeah, I, they, they played That's good football. I'll take a point tomorrow. Um, yeah, 100%. I think seven points from our remaining away games will, we'll be, do enough, it. will be enough. Spurs, I mean, I looked at their fixtures today. I don't think they're, 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 
drawing or losing. Uh, I don't. Th- yeah, I think, I think we're, we're so, playing for fourth now. And yeah. actually, the fact that United yeah. Chelsea is on sun, uh, Sunday this week, I think, or Saturday Sunday. Well, someone's yeah, going to lock points. I think United. United we almost got United City, to win. Then they've got yeah. Chelsea. We need United to lose against City and beat Chelsea. Is what we need. That's what we need. I mean, Tottenham. You might, by the time this podcast comes out, probably you know they'll have played against Brighton and then they've got West Ham at home. Bournemouth away. I hope Brighton do Everton us a big favour tonight. That would be beautiful. That would be, uh, be tremendous. Just, give, just give us a prediction then, uh, Gareth, on this game at Wolves. 1-0. 1-0. That's exactly where I'm going. Yeah, one feels all. like a 1-0. 2-1 to the Arsenal. There we go. Arsenal, in confidence from Gills. Um, I, I think a win and, and a win makes you feel like the top four is ours. I think we'll go yeah. into favouritism. A draw, I think you know it's a status quo. I think Sunday, Sunday, and a more defeat, likely. and I think it's back. You know, it's back in Chelsea's hands. Um, Sunday, and then we win. come to Sunday. Uh, you know, to Sunday to to, to Leicester for two games. You know, that is Rogers. Probably the Rogers one will want to beat us. That's the thing. You know, it's, it's it's those are the kind of he's come back. He's got something to prove. It. He'll really want to do us. But he he is also naive to the nth degree when it comes to things like that. Where he might get his players too hyped to go mm. at us, and that's again, I'd much rather play against a team that is coming at us, yeah, than a team that will sit there and say, right, come on, then do something, and we'll catch the break. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that listen again. They've got some good players and. Vardy loves a goal against a big team and, and they've got a lot going forward however again they get, they're, they're getting some terrible results I know that it's it's got better since Rodgers has come in but they're not a team I fear as much away as I do yeah, yeah when, you, when you look at the table for like home form Leicester actually 13th you know but yeah. that's, it's, it's, it's fairly low I mean in theory um, listen, away listen, every, this every, is our seventh every, easiest every game is tough I know it's cliche yeah. but Wolves away, Leicester away. You know what? If if we get four points, as you said, that's a good result, and it should do it. We should come forth with that. Yeah, I mean, I think of it. it, Yeah, four points, and I think you know, then you you take the situation of needing six out of six against Brighton and Burnley. Joe, what do you think about this game? Game at Leicester. I mean, it's terrible. I'm thinking of my fantasy football team because I've got some Le- Leicester and Wolves players. Are they coming out? Wasn't there uh, that story this week about Shane Duffy? Did you see that? Is he doing, what, Shane Duffy is it. Rules, I think he, no, he, plays, he plays the official <laughs> fantasy Premier League game. Does he choose himself? Well, that's the thing. I know a lot of players play um, football manager. I know that for a fact. Um, yeah. And yeah, the questioning of people, what, what, how, how big a role they play in their own game is always quite an interesting one to chat about. But um, as long as it's not, there's no money because obviously there are certain things where it is gambling because actually my work yeah. uh, server blocks Fantasy League because they see it as a gambling site but uh, I don't think anyone's going to be hauled over the win. You can't win money. Can't can win money. Yeah. So apparently it was Shane, Shane Duffy uh, captained himself on a Fantasy Premier League <laughs> because Brighton had a double game week. And But was that the game they conceded, conceded five? seven goals yeah. in two games. Oh, amazing. Clever. Um, and, and was culpable. I think for... he, uh, yeah, he actually tweeted out himself Never again would I put myself in my team. <laughs> Good luck Brilliant. to him. Yeah, Good luck to play. him. Fair play to him. Keep, yeah. keep a clean sheet at Spurs tonight would be uh, be a blessing. Well, let's, yeah. let's conclude. What's your prediction, Joe, of this trip to Leicester City on Sunday? Um, I th- I'd like to think we'd, we'd get a win. I think they've, uh, they're, they're so unpredictable. And um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I fancy us for 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. Kills? 1-0. 3-1 Arsenal. So, so you all think we're getting the four points, effectively, just in a yeah. slightly different order. I think we'll win 2-0 um, at Clean Leicester. Clean sheet, oh. Yeah, I hope so. Well, building on the super, supreme away clean sheet at Watford, which was incredibly fortunate. Just a just quick one then on the on the lineup for the game, because um, at Leicester, 
Ozil, does it? Does he continue? I mean, he hasn't. I think the, there was some stat about how many minutes he's yeah. played north of Watford this season, and it's low. Yeah, doesn't I seem I to do much. But the Sunday lunchtime might suit him. He can be no. back by about five o'clock. I, I would. Um, I I genuinely prefer like a Mkhitaryan and Iwobi. But Mkhitaryan yeah. was not good at Watford. Just, Somewhere between no, bad and very bad. Uh, there were players that were worse than he was, though. Um, yes, um, I, I'm not having. Uh, yeah. Definitely, yeah. because he actually did try things. So what did you do? Aubameyang? I, 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 it's one I, of them. Actually, I, I think it's one of them for I think this game. I play, I'd play Lacazette, Lacazette yeah, um, and then Benjamin. I'd play those yeah, I two hard-working and diligent attacking midfielders behind them so they can then get back the in position. will play. Yeah, I thought I'd play Wobie and Mickey, yeah. because I think that they are too. more likely to stay there and not go missing. Fair enough. And Gills, the future Gareth Bale, as he made a Niles, presumably <laughs> left, left wing back rather than Kalazinac. I don't know what we're going to do. He might play right wing back. Is, what, Kalazinac injured? No, Kalazinac, oh. I mean, Kalazinac, you know. Kalazinac, though, he's, uh, do do he's, he's, he's not the best defensively, but he is. But then has been a good outlet in terms three of, of going We play forward. three at the back, which seems to be what we're sticking to more, although mm, obviously we play yeah. better with four at the back because we don't have a right back we necessarily trust at, with four at the back unless we're going for the game Just, I think the, the problem is we're coaxing Koscielny through Koscielny was poor on Sunday but that was because he was it's how many games four games in, in two weeks Like this is someone who theoretically should be playing a game a week but yeah. he's having to play because quite frankly the, op, the he, alternatives he was our best, he was our best defender he was our I mean, best that's, defender. Not saying, that's not saying a lot no, but. I feel a little bit no. from Avropanos he got hooked at Watford he was doing question okay is, question is if, okay we, if, we, if we do lose tomorrow do we just put Everything in the Europa League and, and just say, do you know what, against Leicester, even we rest some players. I still think the odds of us, no. you know, if you purely odds wise, will be, even if we lose against Wolves, will be pretty even on us uh, advancing to, you know, in the top four mm. against winning the Europa League. Alas, anyway, we are, we are wrapping up. Thank you so much to Joe. Thank you. Where That's can we find me. out more about your upcoming gigs, Joe? Um, I, uh, I've got a website joeboard.co.uk yeah. oh, I've got a website my, <laughs> got one of them website, website things uh, I've got a film website as well I make films uh, joeboardfilms.com yeah. watch the last one like it yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks man um, and Gills we... I will see Gareth and Josh in Valencia yeah, we're, looking we're forward looking forward to the trip and uh, yeah Gareth I will, I will see you in sunny yeah. Spain if not before indeed thanks guys take care cheers Footballistically Arsenal is backed for the season by Ladbrokes this is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.